If you're growing a business or just thinking about launching a startup, this is definitely the podcast for you. This is Fast Forward, brought to you by Tech Manchester. We support early stage tech focused businesses. Each week, we'll dive into the issues that we know keep entrepreneurs awake at night. We'll chat to experts who'll share their tips and advice on how to handle everything from raising finance, making your first hire, to getting your company noticed on social media or in the press. Running a business is a roller coaster. It's exhilarating, but it's pretty damn scary at times too. We're here to help you get your business off the ground and hopefully get a better night's sleep. It's hosted by me, Patricia Keating, Executive Director at Tech Manchester. Standing in a tin shed, waiting for a van to come. Oh, friend, have you seen where my golden tickets be? Welcome back to the Fast Forward podcast. We are certainly living in interesting and difficult times. Everyone's personal and business lives have been turned upside down by COVID-19 to varying degrees. We don't yet know the full impact of this crisis, but it's already devastating to a large number of people around the world and has had a significant impact on many businesses and supply chains. All of us are learning to adapt to a new way of living and working. Now, on the other side of the coin, studies show that more innovation happens during economically challenging periods. And we've already seen alcohol manufacturers making hand sanitizer, and Mercedes and McLaren Formula One teams using their engineering expertise to create the much needed ventilators for the NHS. Today's guest is stateside. Tony Banta is managing partner of Venture Greatly in the USA. He's a business coach and he specializes in innovation and client retention. And he's joining me today to discuss how businesses all around the world can navigate through these turbulent times and emerge stronger than ever. Tony, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, Now, listen, before we get stuck in, how are you and the family? What is life like in the US at the moment? And tell us a bit about that. It is is great to be with you, Trish. It's great to be with you at any time. uh, life is is it has been a very interesting few weeks, um, and uh, you know it is in some ways not very different. Um, we can't go into our office. We have an office space uh, that's a few miles away from our house, and we we can't. Um, they've locked uh, that down in our state, um, so we're working from home. But but uh, we worked, the, you know, we worked more or less that you know by ourselves and with clients and everything virtually. You know, anyway, so so not much. Has has had to change there, but but thankfully everyone's healthy and uh, uh, is okay. Amazing. And then, how are businesses managing? Like, what are you? Uh, you know, how how are businesses getting on in this new kind of world that we're all finding ourselves in? It is a very interesting time, and I'm I'm hopeful that uh, th- this will create a catalyst for. Some innovation uh, in a number of um, in a number of industries. Of course, local businesses that you know we see are are just uh, struggling immensely. Um, the local shops mm. and and uh, um, stores and uh, salons 
I was joking um, on uh, Facebook Live last night that 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 one of the biggest struggles in this crisis is is I haven't had a haircut <laughs> in uh, weeks and weeks, and I'm of course making light yeah. of the, the the situation there, but. Uh, it is, you know, those businesses are effectively shut down, mm -hmm. but of course, expenses uh, uh, still go on uh, in a number of cases for them. So they are, I'm, I am hopeful that, that a lot of them will, will find new and innovative ways to work and to connect with uh, uh, their community. And it is such, like, I can imagine, like, you know, those are the types of businesses, those business to computer, consumer businesses that they can't even side hustle their skills at this time because it, what they need to do is is kind of face to face is that that human engagement which we ha we all have to avoid um, at all costs um, and like we've seen casualties already so early in this crisis you know there's been a number of notable ones here in the UK um, but startups startups are a little bit different aren't they um, particularly in the B two B market they can be more agile and adaptable uh, to change because they're already in that side hustle kind of bootstrapping mode. Um, have you seen any examples of of that? What have you seen? What, what have you observed on your side of the water? Absolutely, I think in in a number of places, especially if the you know if the startup if the the you know team is willing to do things differently to you know make some tweaks to to, uh, to pivot uh, to serve the markets that are there. In some cases, there are even there are even more opportunities um, than there were, uh, you know, than there were a few months ago, mm -hmm. because the people still have needs. They still have, you know, there are still there are still markets uh, that um, that need support, that need help. Uh, in the United States, uh, um, Amazon, uh, which of course is a large yeah. company, but they just hired a hundred thousand new workers, yeah, um, so that they can so that they can deliver things because that's just about one of the only ways we can get um, the, you know, we can get uh, the, you know, goods and products into our, you know, homes aside from grocery stores. Uh, so there, um, there certainly is still uh, a thriving economy if you can find the pockets of the pockets of opportunity and, uh, um, and need, there is more than enough to keep those startups busy uh, right now. Yeah, I think it's a it's a mixed bag, isn't it? Some people are flat out, um, and then other people are managing to binge watch a whole series of Netflix. I don't think I've watched <laughs> any less TV now than I, than I ever have, um, except for my daily my daily uh, COVID disaster apocalypse um, <laughs> Sky News <laughs> digest that I that I, have to, that I feel compelled to to um, uh, consume every day. Which is probably I've been doing the same thing, me. Trish. Um, but listen, <laughs> and I have the same feeling. I'm not sure that it's a good idea, but I still find myself uh, checking in so no. that I can have 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 some degree of of feeling uh, feeling like I know what's going on. Yeah, and then it's like, how many people died today? How many people got? How many was it yesterday? I don't know. Ah. But uh, listen, let's learn more about you. Let's find out more about Tony Vanta. You started um, yourself actually as a systems engineer. So you're a techie um, at heart. Tell us a bit about your own uh, career journey because like life, would, there was a life before <laughs> COVID-19 and there will be after. That's, that's, Tell us that, a bit about uh, you. that's exactly right. Um, I, I started my career as a systems engineer. Um, I, I started as a software developer and then I got into um, um, abstract system engineering, um, uh, uh, designing um, human resource systems, designing uh, more complex systems of uh, of how people work. 
Um, and, and very quickly in my, uh, in my software development days, I found myself being frustrated by the, uh, the fact that the best code in the world was powerless in the face of dysfunctional leadership. And, uh, so often, uh, uh, larger corporations, um, there are certainly exceptions to that, but, but, uh, so often when there are, are, are layers of, uh, bureaucracy, the leadership effectiveness goes down and, and that makes everything harder. That makes everything worse, um, uh, in so many, uh, ways. And so I sort of took the same systems engineering, uh, background that I had and began to apply it to, uh, the leadership systems that were in place, um, in organizations. I said, you know, this is a, this is a problem we can solve the, you know, we can go to work here and, uh, you know, solve this because a company is best, uh, when it's a place where everybody wants to work and a place where, uh, where, you know, clients are thrilled to be clients and want to stay, um, you know, want to stay for a long time, want to, you know, repurchase, you know, products or want to, you know, stay on subscription services, whatever the case is. Um, and where investors, the, you know, the, the stakeholders and, and the shareholders of the organization, um, they love to see that, you know, they love to see their investment growing and, and turning into both, a, you know, a monetary return, but also to see the impact that that has on a community, on the industry, um, and to see the, you know, ripple effect. They like to know that they're doing good. And that's not an abstract, uh, uh, well, it, in many cases it is abstract, but it's not an impossible goal. That's something that, you know, that we can absolutely, that we can absolutely engineer. And so I spent about a decade doing corporate consulting. Um, the kind of work where you know we would f um, we would fly out at the beginning of the week, be on site with a client for several days, and then um, and then leave uh, you know towards the end of the week, um, or in some cases I would be on site for a few weeks, uh, and that was a very interesting. Mm -hmm. That was a fun way to to spend my twenties, uh, but uh, but ultimately you have to you know I got yeah. tired of having a better relationship with the. Uh, uh, with the people in the airports than I did with my own friends back home. Um, that's probably uh, a lifestyle that you're glad to have left behind oh, in the current circumstances. Absolutely. Yeah, I still have some friends that are uh, uh, still doing some uh, 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 traveling uh, that are in uh, some more essential services. So they have to be, you know, traveling through this. And I feel bad, uh, you know, I feel yeah. bad for them every time I uh, think about them. So is that what led you to set up Venture Greatly? Or what did, what made you sort of jump and and decide to go out and do that consulting and do that for yourself that's exactly right i saw that there was you know i applied some of the same innovation uh, some of the same innovation practices that uh we coach so many of our clients to do um and as i looked at the work that we were doing uh, i said that just looking at all of the waste of uh having to to travel having to 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 be on site when there are phenomenal tools um, uh, like Zoom, uh, like, um, you know, there are phenomenal, uh, you know, marketing tools like ClickFunnels or lead pages or, you know, these kinds of things where I don't have to go to a trade show to, you know, get clients or a conference to, you know, get clients. Uh, I can do yeah. that. Um, I can still serve people and, uh, you know, get helpful content out there and I can do it from the comfort of our, uh, you know, of our, uh, uh home office. Yeah. I think everybody's going through that journey at a very accelerated pace right now. And it, it'll be so interesting to see how, you know, our, you know, work 
uh, and lives are transformed off the back of this um, difficult situation that we're in. That's so true. This is, without a doubt, this is going to be a powerful catalyst for uh, some changes. You know, I don't know that any of us know exactly what it's going to look like, but it certainly will be, uh, it'll certainly be interesting to watch. Yeah. Now, um, you, part of what you do now is running training programs. Um, Some of those include the client success system and the thrive method. Um, I presume that you're, you're, you were already delivering those um, in a virtual capacity. Um, but tell us a bit about those and um, what are the impacts of those types of programs? Yeah, we, um, we have, um, so the, at its core, the, you know, w- w- we see the world a little bit differently um, uh, with a background of systems engineering. And I imagine... Yeah. Um, that a lot of the listeners of uh, you know your show will know exactly um, uh, uh, will know exactly what I mean. Once you are empowered to create programs um, um, or to create systems to actually be able to create that, you end up seeing the world a little bit differently. You know that things can be optimized uh, for the better, and that's a big part of what we've done with uh, two of those programs is to be able to apply that uh, to industries that oftentimes don't. Uh, make the best use of systems, or they don't intentionally design the outcomes that they want um, yeah. to have happen. The Thrive Method, um, um, we worked with uh, uh, lots of, of of small businesses, local businesses, um, to help them actually set themselves on a path to be able to compete in the competitive landscape, um, of the increasingly competitive landscape over the last uh, uh, decade. Um, and if you're a traditional company who's not exposed to some of of these new trends that are happening, it can be scary. It can be scary to invest money to to try new things. It can be scary to if you're a retail uh, store, um, an independent store. It can be daunting to make the investment to spend thousands of dollars on a digital inventory system or something like that. But of course, yeah. how can you compete against people? Um, against the uh, you know the, the big are, box stores, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You know, like Amazon, how can you compete if you don't have that? And so we worked with a number of uh, you know small businesses to infuse that uh, culture of innovation into what they were doing. The client success system is is a little bit different. We actually learned a lot from from running the th- uh, the Thrive Method, um, um, and. We saw so many of our friends who were phenomenal coaches, consultants, um, you know, health coaches. Um, the you know, as we look right now, we have a few clients in that program that are uh, that are digital agencies, and um, we have some that are career coaches. That you know, mm-hmm. they talk about an industry that's going to see some incredible change in the coming six months. Um, and but at a certain point they were maxed out on time and they didn't have a way to serve more people to scale yeah. the impact that they were having um and so we created a toolkit of some of the essential tools um while providing the leadership coaching so that they know how to lead clients through the difficult changes that they have to make in their life or in their business so that they can make use of the uh, 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 everything that that expert knows is possible for them and so how have those programs changed or maybe you know, we're all in these difficult circumstances now and those businesses, you know, that 
um, career coach or the digital agencies, they're all in that program that you created. Um, I don't know, do we call it pre-C? I don't know if they're whatever the, the, the name of this era is going to be, but, you know, pre-COVID-19, those businesses <laughs> were in that system. I think pre-C is pretty, pretty good. Um, yeah. But they were already in that system and you had designed that with, you know, normal circumstances. How do those businesses now look to innovate and adapt and, you know, potentially pivot, um, you know, inside or outside your program during these these kind of really unprecedented times? I wish we knew a better word for unprecedented, unprecedented as well. So we used it a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it is um and that's such a great that's such a great question trish um it is that you know the best thing that i can ever hope for any company um, and i'll get more specific um you know in this to the point of your question in a second but you know the best thing that i can ever hope for any company is to be able to intentionally innovate on an ongoing basis that we think that uh you know so often um and and uh when you talk about when you talk about overused words, I think over the course of the last decade, uh, 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 we would have to add innovation to that list. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that uh, people throw that around um, just like it's uh, you know like it's water. Yeah, um, but strategic, it does. Strategic's another one. <laughs> absolutely, or you know, <laughs> mindset. Be strategic. Yeah. <laughs> um, synergy. You know, we can. Uh, there's a, there's a Weird Al yeah. song actually. Um, 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 the, uh, uh, I believe he's a uh, Canadian, but the uh, singer songwriter, uh, that writes, uh, parody songs, um, he mm -hmm. wrote a song a few years ago called uh, mission statement. And it's just a word <laughs> salad of, you know, all of these meaningless <laughs> business words. I chuckle every uh, time brilliant. I listen, brilliant. but have to listen. it is a, a, there is a meaning to the word innovation. You know, there is a real, there is a real meaning and the meaning is yeah. creating new value, creating value that wasn't there before. And I see so often people are forced into innovation from things like uh, from the you know, from events like you know COVID nineteen or on an ongoing basis. Um, mm -hmm. You know they have to they have to innovate because they lost a key employee or because you know their largest client uh, you know went away um, and you know left and so they have to do something new and. So some of my, you know, some of my biggest hope for anyone that, you know, listening to this that runs a business is to be intentional in setting that vision for how you know the world can be a better place. Even if it's just your, even if it's just your micro world that, you know, your team, your clients, your community, um, and then look at how can we make use of the opportunities that are uh, there that are happening. One thing that, that we've tried in this and that we've coached a number of our clients to do is we're having, um, uh, we're having online trainings and summits and workshops for the public uh, just about every other week uh, these days um, because there's so many people that are at home who do have time. Mm -hmm. And so what better thing to do than to be able to provide free resources, grow our community, you know, grow our impact uh, by providing resources where people can improve themselves, improve their mindset, improve their approach to their business. And there's no, you know, we offer that for free. There are no strings attached. Uh, but of course, in time, those people who are thinking and are operating at a higher level because we were able to contribute to, you know, this time that they had, uh, that will, you know, no doubt turn into uh, new clients, turn into a larger, you know, reach that we can have. Um, I think what we might see off the back of this, um, you know, when you talk about, you know, you're providing all that content for free. 
and um, because people are at home with time in their hands but it's the people that will be now thinking about side hustles because maybe they've been made redundant or they've over here in the UK we're doing a thing called being furloughed where the UK sure. government will pay 80% off the salary to the business um, in return for the business still paying the employee 80% of their salary, but they're they're not actually working, if that makes sense. Technically, the government's kind of covering most of their salary, which means yeah, that you can only people sitting at home. We have something similar here as well. Yeah. What are you calling it? What do you call it? Um, um, we're calling it um, the, the we actually use the term uh, uh, the furlough as well. I think that we okay. uh, I think that yeah. we borrowed that from. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think what that we borrowed words, that from you. New words that we're learning. Did that word exist before, like two weeks ago? Like, did somebody just make that word up? I don't know. It's <laughs> a great like, question. <laughs> <laughs> something for Google for later when you're watching your daily scary uh, news update. Um, but uh, yeah, I think what's going to happen is that you've got all these people that are home who've maybe always had a business idea. And they want to they want to have a go at it. And there's all of these great resources, stuff that you're doing for free, you know, that people are, are putting out there that they've now got time in their hands that they can go, do you know what? I might actually sit down and have a go at this. So I don't know. I think post once we get through this crisis, we're going to see an explosion of new startups hitting, you know, hitting, hitting the industry. What do you yeah, think? We can only that? hope. Yeah, yeah, we can only we can only hope it. it, it, it there's something incredibly powerful about side hustles um as you say in that it is so many of the barriers to be able to start something have you know gone away um and the exciting part that i like to see is is it is especially when there's a crisis like this um that we've seen some and and you know we keep our eye on the online marketing space on the online you know expert space and there are a number of of very prominent um, the you know million, um, the you know million dollar offers who are struggling immensely because they've been so wasteful with their spending in the past, mm-hmm. um, and they've worked even in an industry where there can be very large margins. The, you know they've chosen to invest so much in, um, I'll call it non optimized ways, and so this change is going to open up tremendous opportunity. For people who need help, who need services, who need you know who need web designers, who need you know life coaches to be able to deal with the you know with the things that they're going through, um, who need career coaches to be able to help them you know pivot to a new job or a new industry, um, who need the you know, graphic designers to help the you know make all of the wonderful you know artwork for you know podcasts like yours or mine, um, yeah. you know there are all of these needs that are coming out. And uh, so, whether it's someone doing it full time or uh, the um, someone uh, you know just uh, creating a side hustle in this time, um, you know, I just love to see the value creation of you know people working hard to make things. It is uh, um, it is exactly um, um, it is exactly how I got the you know my start, um, and it is exactly uh, you know how I think so many of the um, of the truly wonderful you know innovations. And tools that we have when we look, uh, you know, when we look back, uh, you know, tools like Zoom that 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 so many people are yeah. familiar with right now. Um, <laughs> that was, uh, you know, that was a startup one day too, right? That was a startup competing with, yeah. um, you know, with the likes of uh, GoToWebinar and WebEx and uh, you know companies like this. And now their stock is is uh, you know now their stock is skyrocketing. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm sure they've been every day coming in going, what, we need more people. <laughs> you can imagine <laughs> the 
the Silicon Valley kind of, you know, sitcoms type like thing that might be happening in their offices right now. Uh, and probably re- and probably remotely as well, like everybody else, because they won't be all sitting in a big office together. Probably. They're um, probably saying it over Zoom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, now, listen, this time isn't just, you know, using this time isn't just going to be people um, side hustling and starting businesses, you know, and doing things like that. There's also that piece about personal growth. And you talked a little bit earlier about adding value and, you know, about innovation being about adding value. Um, what about personal growth like during this time in particular where we, you know, we're almost overwhelmed with, you know, stuff being bombarded through our, you know, our social feeds, um, you know, where do people start? What tips would you have in terms of maybe people who are focusing on more of their own personal development? What would you suggest? That's a great, that's a great question. I think that, you know, I always go first to the system. So I'm always thinking first about, you know, what is the system that is at, that is at play here? Um, and even when we look at our personal lives, the, you know, there's a system that underlies that, that we don't always see. Um, you mentioned the, you know, checking social media and, uh, you know, we both, um, have our, are uh, in a bad habit. I don't think we can call it a guilty pleasure, Trish, when we're when no. we're checking the news. <laughs> I don't yeah. know that it's pleasurable, but it's certainly something that we're feeling compelled to yes. do. But there's a system that's creating that. And there was a phenomenal book. Um, I can find it and and send it to you for the the show notes. There was a phenomenal book called Program or Be Programmed um, that I read uh, maybe about ten years ago, um, and it is. The, you know, the more than ever, when we look at social media, when we look at, you know, news has, has sort of turned this into an art of creating a, the creating a habit forming the pattern in what they're doing. Mm. The reason why we compulsively check social media is because we get a, we get a, you know, dopamine hit uh, mm-hmm. when we actually pull that up. I mean, very interesting with social media, and and that we've seen the we've seen all of the networks try to respond to this. Uh, Twitter and Facebook have all tried to tweak their feed um, and their um, and their algorithm to sort of compensate for this, so that there's less negative um, uh, messaging on the platform, uh, because that can actually have some significant public health um, sort of ramifications when we look at uh, uh, rates of depression, anxiety. Um, because mm-hmm. because people have these low level addictions to their phones to these social networks, so yeah. when it ta- so when we think about personal improvement, the very first place that I would start are where are the systems in your own life uh, that are contributing to what you're doing? Um, is your system of you know getting food? Um, is that system buying prepackaged food because you're not because you're not making the time to cook, you know, healthful and organic or you know whole foods from scratch? Yeah, and nutrition um, it, is hugely important for your well-being. You know, it's uh, the poor, you know, the poor relative. I think you know people think about exercise, people think about sleep, but they maybe yeah. don't think as much about nutrition. And it's all it's all of the inputs, right? To that system of ourselves, of our bodies. Those are all of the inputs. And as anyone mm-hmm. who has ever, you know, written any code, the you know the things that you write can only be as good as the inputs that are you know that are given. You can write the best function in the world, uh, but if you're only putting if you're only putting junk in, you're going to get junk out. <laughs> and 
And the yeah. same thing is true for ourselves, right? And so the same thing when it comes to the, you know, when it comes to the news, when it comes to all of that, there's a phenomenal app uh, called Freedom. Um, and there are some other, uh, you know, copycats. Um, I think the iPhone actually has something like this built in now, um, where you can preset limits for yourself. So you can actually have it turn off your access to social media after certain amounts of time, or you can create that, you know, you can create times during the day where mm -hmm. that, you know, uh, the, where it just turns that off. One of the things that was incredibly simple, but, but changed my productivity, um, uh, for good, um, uh, was I used to leave my email app open all the time. And so I would hear the ding, um, yeah. when something would come in. Right. And then I would, I would jump in and I would see, Oh, is it a client? Is it a newsletter? Is it, is it something going on that I need to be reactive of? And I just shut it down. Um, and then I calendared in the intentional times. Uh, once I was able to get an assistant, um, yeah, this was, uh, this was amplified even more. I was able to have them check my, they check my email on a daily basis and I was only able to, you know, I was able to have them flag the ones that needed me and just spend a few, a, a few minutes. But uh, even before that, the ability to get the app off of my computer and to have the calendared in times when I'm going to go in and be responsive, respond to that, um, that allowed me to spend all of the rest of my time focusing on being proactive, focusing on creating, you know, creating valuable content, doing all of that. So when it comes to, you know, when it comes to personal growth, I would encourage everybody to, to, to think about the systems and that, you know, think about what do they want to maximize? What's the outcome that they want to maximize for? Uh, because then we can just tweak some of the inputs, tweak some of the boundaries. And, uh, you know, before you know it, you're an entirely different person. It sounds like you have a system for everything. Um, have you got systems that you're using now to help you use your time more wisely that perhaps, you know, listeners could take away and apply? How do we use this all? Like in some ways we've got loads more time. And then like, like you and I were discussing earlier, like we don't have any, we less, I've watched less TV, but like, how do we use this time more wisely? And what systems yeah. are you using to do that? I think the, the personal system that makes the biggest difference for me is one um, of intentionality. Um, we have a, a uh, my wife and I work together um, um, in the, the firm. Um, the, now we're, uh, we're privileged enough to have an amazing team, um, small team, but, but you know, we have about four additional people, four or five additional people. Um, that uh, we work with um, the one or two part time, uh, which I say four or five, um, and uh, but we work together. Um, she manages all of the operations. Uh, I take care of sales, content generation, things like that. And um, we, because of that, we're in a unique situation where we meet twice a week. And we map out the intentionality of, you know, what we want to do. We map out, you know, what are our commitments uh, this week to our, our clients, uh, uh, to our community. Um, and then we make sure that there's, you know, time for that first and foremost. And then we go into what are the proactive um, things that we want to, that we want to take advantage of, um, um, that we want to, you know, that we want to, uh, that we want to make the most of. Um, uh, we have, and we kind of second guessed this, but we have a new program coming out in a few weeks. And uh, this is an entirely new um, uh, leadership development program that we built from the ground up. Um, I'll share some of the information uh, with you, Trish, as it uh, comes live. Um, Amazing. Uh, 
Um, the, but we were only able to do this in a time when we're the busiest that we've ever been the, because we map those things out and we put it on the calendar and what gets put on the calendar gets done. Um, and it's that degree of, you know, discipline that allows us to be able to work on the really important things, um, and not let the distractions, not let the, the, you know, busy work, um, and not let the emergencies uh, get in the way. Um, I should also say we're not perfect <laughs> with that either. <laughs> so the, well, you know, we lest... know about your, we know about your knees. We know about your knees. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. The, you know, we are not the, you know, frequently I will, the, you know, especially as all of the, the, um, as all of these things have happened over the last, um, few weeks related to COVID-19, um, um, and we have clients that have emergencies and things like that, you know, a few days I've gotten to the end of the day and I haven't had half the things that I wanted to get done. I haven't had them, you know, I haven't been able to, I just wasn't able to yeah. spend the time on them, but it is, that's not a failure of the system. That's the system working the, because I was able to get to the end of the day and say that. And a lot of times people have a mindset of, you know, especially when it comes to using systems, you know, using either mental systems or using, you know, software systems, um, if they have an all or nothing mentality, but you can't improve a system that you're not using. And so that's one of our, that's one of our sort of first principles that we, that we use on our team and that we teach clients about that we can't improve a system that we abandon um, that we choose not to use. So the fact that we do write everything down means when we're not perfect, we have the freedom to be able to say, oh, yep, I did not do great today. I allowed myself to be, the, you know, I went down the YouTube rabbit hole, the, you know, looking at the, you know, all of the new, uh, you know, all of the yeah. COVID-19 cases that actually happened one day last week. I am, you know, guilty of that. But there wasn't anything terrible that happened because we were able to see that. I was able to make my, you know, I was able to amend my personal actions. And on a mm -hmm. system level, we were able to reposition the things that needed to get done. So there were no deadlines missed. There were no client commitments that were missed and I didn't have anxiety of um that you know having to worry about things that I might have uh you know that yeah. I that I might have forgotten. Oh definitely writing things down absolutely totally is you know whether it's you know whatever way you do it whether it's in a notebook or a Trello board or you know on a post it or whatever it is just having those things written down and going, you know, did I get to it, didn't I? But you know then that that's definitely something that you need to get on to, you know, tomorrow and just own it. So true. Um, so, you know, I know we're in the middle of a crisis, right? And it's really hard to, this might be a difficult question, but, um, you know, how do entrepreneurs make their companies resilient to crisis these, um, you know, going forward? How do you make it more resilient in the middle of a crisis? Is it possible? Um, what are your thoughts um, on that, or is that one that we need to come back and ask you in a year's time? <laughs> or we're through this one? I don't know. Um, well, how about if we give it our best? Yeah, yeah okay. how about if we give okay. an answer and then we'll uh, then we'll check back in a year and we'll okay. uh, we'll replay the clip and we'll see how uh, we'll see <laughs> how I happened? did, Trish. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I think that um, that when it comes to resilience, um, and I love that word. That's such an amazing. That you know, we were talking before about. Uh, uh, words that are overused. I think that one's a great example of one that is uh, one that is underused uh, mm. these days. Uh, uh, but it, when it comes to resilience, I think uh, there's a phenomenal book. Uh, there's another. Uh, there's another you know book that is um, great reading if uh, you 
have if you're having trouble falling asleep. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. It's a phenomenal book, but it is okay. a little bit dense. Uh, called okay. uh, uh, called Anti Fragile by uh, Nassim Taleb, um, and his idea of anti fragility, as he talks about, he uh, separates the world into you know two things. Um, there are things that are fragile, like my phone. If I throw mm-hmm. my phone on the concrete ground, it will break and it will be objectively less um, less valuable than it was beforehand. Um, and then there are things that are uh, that are anti-fragile. If I trip and fall and I break my arm, it will be weak for a while. It will be you know broken, but when it heals, it will actually heal stronger than it was before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will also have the 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 mental awareness of you know maybe don't trip and fall maybe you know look uh, where I'm going um, and not be using my phone while I'm walking yeah. or don't, something don't like that. Stop them walking, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, uh, that is the you know the uh, 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 what Taleb talks about in the book Anti Fragile is uh, 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 my field guide to resilience. Because we can build the principles of anti-fragility into any system that we're using. Um, one of the best things that I recommend to people is, is, is make as many decisions that you can make ahead of the make those. This is phenomenal financial advice. And, and in fact, people who are, you know, who make a lot of money um, in the um, in investing in the you know markets use these principles all the time, um, where they set different the you know they set different limits. I will buy this particular stock when it when it comes down to this level. I will sell it when it goes to you know this level. They make those decisions in advance, and the, because we are reactive so much of the time, and it's very difficult to make good decisions when we're being reactive. And the, but when we make those decisions in advance. Um, you know, we always have a someday maybe list um, of the initiatives that you know we want to take. We wanted to, um, you know, launch this uh, you know free course, free uh, you know webinar series. Um, the, we had talked about launching that the first time, maybe two and a half years ago. Um, we didn't have the time. It wasn't you know it wasn't a priority, and there wasn't enough of a market asking for you know resources. And then we saw this happen, and we saw so many people sitting. Th- you know, sitting home alone, you know, sitting home, you know, like wanting something that's not, um, uh, you know, that's not a drama TV show, you know, wanting to learn. And so yeah. we said, now's the time. Let's, you know, like, let's take these ideas off the shelf. We already had the, you know, some tools built for it. We, you know, we invested a few more hours to make it work. Um, and in fact, we were able to just sort of give away some of the, you know, some of the trainings that we reserved for uh, private clients. I don't know that we would have made a great decision if we just decided to do that when we saw this going, or if we made that decision because we needed money, uh, mm. because we saw things going and because we needed something out of it. I mean, you know, we're able yeah. to bring a level of you know generosity to it um, in what we're doing now because because you know we're able to say this is really just to serve, to build our you know to build our community, serve our. Uh, uh, to serve our tribe and to grow our following at the same time. Um, when yeah. we make a decision out of you know desperation, uh, I feel like people can can smell it. They can you know they can sense it. Yeah, um, and that doesn't feel as good. Yeah, no, I definitely I definitely agree. Um, I'll come back to you about when you should buy and sell those shares, particularly <laughs> right now. <laughs> I'll connect but you I, with uh, with my advisor. I don't know that I'm I don't know that I'm the best person to ask there, but <laughs> yeah, my my friend put five thousand pounds into uh, a stock ISA when we were 
in Bulgaria when this all kicked off a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, mm. oh, maybe I should do that. And she went, yeah, but Trisha gets to lose money. And um, yeah, she has. But anyways, <laughs> anyway, um, we always like to finish off the podcast with um, some tips, some real good takeaways for listeners to um, go away and start implementing into their businesses or potential businesses. We might have a whole new audience now. Um, so what would be your, um, tips for, uh, innovation? Like what would be your top tips that, um, listeners and entrepreneurs could take away, particularly maybe in a challenged environment, like they might be experiencing today? Absolutely. I think the biggest thing, um, I think the biggest, uh, uh, tip that I would give that is something that, you know, everyone can implement right now, um, is that, that it is always a good time to lead. And that you don't need permission to lead anyone. You don't need permission to lead yourself. You don't need permission to lead your, you know, to lead your market. Um, when you're on a, a a call, whether it's a sales call or a client call, you don't need to wait for the the for the person on the other end to ask you a question to be able to lead them. You just need to care. That you just need to care about. That you need to care about how they are, about who they are. Um, and you need to hold on to the vision of of how their world can be better given what you know. And if you know that and if you're willing to have the tough conversations, to continue to show up, to continue to to stretch yourself, to to try new things, um, which is the which is the birthplace of innovation, is you know, trying new things, then mm-hmm. um you will be able to, you know, lead you know, lead not only your, you know, your community, your client base, uh, but you will also be able to, you know, lead your company to incredible results in the long term. Um, it really does come down to, you know, leadership in in so many cases, and and that's something that we can all choose to do is to decide that we're going to show up um, as a leader. Uh, uh, we can do it today. We don't have to wait another minute. Amazing. I totally agree with that. It's not, you know, it's just empowering people to crack on because what's the worst that's going to happen? Tony, I have really enjoyed um, spending time talking to you this afternoon or this morning as it is, uh, I think, for you. Um, And um, for sharing your expertise, particularly in these challenging times, um, I know that you're going to share some of your courses and resources with us, which we'll include in the show notes. Um, for listeners to continue on with their own self-development and hopefully side hustle some new businesses um, out of this out of this period. Um, for you who are listening, who are having those struggles, um, hopefully Tony's advice um, will help give you a better night's sleep. Thank you. Thank you, Trish. I love what you're all doing at uh, Tech Manchester to keep up the great stuff. Oh, thanks. Like the fear from the world. Like